Hello and welcome to the Parental Recovery Podcast, featuring your hosts, Matthew and Claudia Whitaker. Hello and welcome to the Parental Recovery Podcast. My name is Matthew. And I'm Claudia. Welcome back. Let's see, we are a week before Halloween. Kids are stoked. As, or, a, as always. As well. For Halloween specifically, what do you mean? They're not always stoked. <laughs> well, what you said for Halloween. So that's oh, okay. Why. I was like, what? No. They're just always stoked. <laughs> what it's something right out here. Yeah, they're super excited. Uh, half of them have a Halloween costume. The other half do not. Half of them are too old to have Halloween costumes. but You know what? I'm not going to burst their bubble. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I thought about that. I'm not I either. I, I want to be like, bruh. <laughs> so, when, so whenever things come up with our kids, in the back of my mind, I go, I try to put myself back where I was at, at their age, and how was I? And, and we're some badass kids. What do you mean? <laughs> I wasn't a badass kid. Bruh. At 15 years old? I wasn't a badass kid. We were probably kid. smoking weed, drinking, and That fucking. doesn't mean I was a badass. Yes. I was not, I was not having sex at 15. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, okay, that it's un, not that it's unheard of, but I just wasn't sexually active at 15. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I'm trying to remember what year, like what age did I stop going door to door? Because we used to go out with a pillowcase trying to get... Yes. It full. Full. But did you go, you didn't go with your parents at that age. You were no, like, hell no, I was out with my homies. Yeah. But and these I, kids are like, Julian doesn't even have plans to go out with his friends. Like, he's like, yeah, I thought I was, I was going with you guys. And I was like, so what are your plans for Halloween? He's like, oh, I, don't, I thought I was going to go with you guys. So I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sounds Perfect. great. The longer he can trick or treat with us till he's 25 <laughs> if it keeps him out of trouble. So, but no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, some of them probably don't need to be going trick-or-treating, but if he wants to stick with us for the family aspect, that that's awesome. Love it. His girlfriend's busy, so whatever. <laughs> and, you know, he's trying to figure out what he wants to be, and if he's going to get it done in time, he's trying to, like, hand-paint some shoes. He's, I got to buy this thing online. I'm like, okay, do you have enough allowance money? And he was like, oh. Like, he was already expecting me to pay for it. No. I was like, Brad, I'm not going <laughs> to, I mean... I guess we used to pay for their Halloween costume, but... When they were eight, Like, ten, 10. yeah. <laughs> Fifteen. Bro, like, you're just the support person for your <laughs> four-year-old little brother, like, almost You're four. just here to help us make sure he doesn't get hit by a car, okay? Yeah, exactly. No, but they're... I mean, they're still excited. It's gonna be fun. And then the other one's on punishment, so he doesn't have a choice. At least <laughs> he gets to go to a coming, yeah. yeah. He could sit home and pass out candy, but... Which actually would be fun. I always want to do that, but, but we don't. We don't get anybody down our street, which yeah, is that's true. not a bad thing. But. All right, if you guys want to come trick or treating at our house, our addresses. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody will be here. Nobody will be. Here. We're gonna put one of those take one things outside, and the ring is watching. So you better act right. I put you on Facebook. Um, yeah. So they're excited about that, and I mean, I'm kind of excited just because it's also Jacob's birthday. And he's on punishment, so I know we can't, like, do anything crazy for him. But he's going to be 14. It's a big birthday. And we can still celebrate his birthday. I mean, yeah. Just because you're, you're grounded don't mean we're not going to celebrate you. Yeah, for sure. But the re- that being said, he's grounded for reasons. And those reasons warranted the punishment, so. Yeah, three months of fucking being grounded, so. <laughs> it's crazy. He's counting down the days. Was well, what are you? Uh, yeah, big time. 
He doesn't have a phone at this point. That's how grounded he is. Hello, grounded. And that to kids these days, it's like taking away your AOL <laughs> from when we were kids. Wow, you really <laughs> dropped that one. <laughs> I'll date myself. Oh my god. A- uh, what was that? Uh, AOL Instant Messenger? AIM? AIM, yeah. Oh my god. Could a- you imagine? ASL. Oh god. <laughs> we all know what that means. We all, well, most of us. Most of us. Anybody <laughs> that was active on AOL at the time knows what that 100% means. 100% knows what ASL means. <laughs> if you don't know, uh, drop a comment in the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you get a lot of responses. Comments and I'll answer it. You're, you're going to get a lot of responses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your ASL. Just I'll answer the question. That's it. Another hot topic this week was support. Supporting the kids and what does that look like uh because after like you know the excitement of halloween conversations were happening our oldest had shit what did he have coming up oh they want to be in their quinceanera yeah in their cousin's quinceanera well they're going to be in their cousin's quinceanera and um they were just super bummed about how they're going to tell their mom because right away it was you know they were super excited and then like the logistics started to happen okay so when are the practices going to be when is the actual event and you know i had that conversation with julian in the car about you know hey you need to, you know reminding them you gotta let her know with enough time so she's not like last minute and she would have already has plans like make sure you let her know whatever and uh and he was already so bummed he was like i just already know what she's gonna say and i was like what do you mean she's gonna be pissed really and he was like yeah it's just i already know how she is she's gonna be mad she's gonna be annoyed she's gonna be like why on that day so um on my time yeah poor kid so he messages her and her first thing was of course it's on my day and he puts his phone away like he straight up i was like what's wrong and he was like i just i just don't even want to look at it like he's that upset he doesn't want to like look at his phone and i was like you know, try to give him some space and, like, try to, like, think about, like, what's the appropriate answer here? Like, I think he did the right thing. Like, separate yourself from the situation. <laughs> like, put your phone in your pocket. I just don't want to deal with it right now. And, you know, he ended up talking to her about it later, which was still a hassle with... Everything's a hassle with her. Um, but just talking to the kids lately about, like, are do they feel supported? Like, it really is just a matter of does your mom support the things that you do? Hmm. Right? And the answer just seems to be no. And, you know, you even went and hit up the old email only communication and you were like, all I'm asking is for you to be a little bit more supportive of them. That's it. Like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying, like, can you just, like, not complain when they bring yeah, up something op- new? Openly to their face? Yeah. Or on a text message or a call, like, you know, our Julian's in band, so he has his regular band class, and they also signed up for the marching band, which is his extracurricular activity, and that takes time. It's two to three days after school for two to three hours a week, two to three days a week, two to three hours at a time, and most of that time it's us. It's either me running him back to school, and then coming home for a couple hours and running back out there and grabbing him but i mean for us his parents that have been encouraging him to do music since the fifth grade he's now in 10th grade 
they get him confused every now and then. But yeah, to be in tenth grade now and excelling, and is, you know, this is his first year in marching band. He's super excited. He made marching band, which was the first step, which was <coughs> awesome. And he was doing it all summer, so we were running him out there, and he's putting in hours, like big time hours, eight hours a day in yeah. the summer, <laughs> learning drum line. There, and I, I knew nothing about music going into it. I at least about the actual what it takes to be in band and it's yeah. a huge commitment and it's a lot of hard work and dedication and it's an it's amazing to listen to these kids play these songs and march and do all the stuff they do but he's so passionate about it he's so into it he's making friends and stuff so for his mom when she has to take him to this or take him to a, one of the performances or a competition to just openly tell him like ugh we gotta go today of course it's on my time because she only has them on the weekends for reasons which we'll get into in another podcast but to see their discouragement on their face when they're getting a text message or they have to talk to her about these things already knowing what it's gonna do or the reaction that she's going to give them is just so discouraging for them I mean we are we already know what's how she is and the things that are that we deal with on an adult and a parenting level so it's no surprise to us but to see it on their faces and have to watch them go through it it's, it just makes us want to support them even more but we we can't be everything for them like she is a factor in their life she is their mom she is the person that they're going to have to deal with with these support issues and all the other issues that you know we deal with as well but specifically on this topic it's it's tough to be the only side, the only house that fully supports them in whatever they do. Yeah, and which basically brings us into today's topic of supporting your kid when they're going through some shit, right? Like, I mean, specifically for our kids when they have a narcissistic parent, like, how do you support your kid through that situation? So, you know, for for us, the first thing was when they were finally enlightened to the fact that their mom is a narcissist. So that was a big one because Matthew and I spent years basically covering it up because one of the first things we learned was like, you know, when you're going through divorce, like the last thing you want to do is talk shit about your kid's parent, the other parent, right? Like that just makes, creates a divide. It creates just like this really hostile environment that you just don't want. And it just makes your kid feel like they can't talk to you about certain things and that they have to have this divided life. So, you know, we always did a good job of like, even if she did some fucking off the wall shit, which like happened a lot, we would always like, you know, I'm not sure why she did that, but maybe she had a, you know, we would still fucking defend her. (laughs) We would still defend her crazy ass action. So, and as they've gotten older, you know, one of them even approached us about it and was, like, asking us what a narcissist was. And I was like, ah, what? Because in my, <laughs> my ears just, like, perked up. And I was like, why is he asking that? And he had listened to some podcasts on Reddit or something. And I think the clue started to kind of come up. And, um, and the curtain was basically pulled back on the reality of what their mom is. Because they had started to spend more and more consistent time with both of us and they started to see that there were some major differences in their household um and as they've gotten older you know when kids get to like age 12 13 they start to have more of like a critical thinking their critical thinking really starts to develop 
So then they're really starting to question like the things that are happening or the things that they see, the things that they notice. So, you know, with us uh, and with with us dealing with their mom's mental health issues, I mean, she is bipolar and um, which is like, you know, both of us struggle with our own mental health issues. No part of us is like, oh, she's crazy because of this and this. Like, no, I mean, there is a difference between having like a legitimate mental health issue um, that is being treated because that's like, I think a big important part about mental health is that you try to get, do something to get help. And there's other things that are so severe that you don't even realize there's anything going on. So in our situation, you know, we're dealing with someone who is an undiagnosed narcissist or someone who has borderline personality disorder. So these are all conclusions that we've come up with with our own therapist because of what's going on. It was very hard to to figure that out um, without the help of a trained professional. So anywho, you know, as the kids have gotten older, the truth has just kind of started to come out. So now that it's basically... I mean, it is out there. I mean, there is really no hiding it anymore. We've had to go to court. Um, we now have full custody of them, and, and she only has visitation now, which is really sucks for the kids because nobody wants to deal with that situation, but it was their choice. Um, obviously, we had our role to play in it um, through the court system, but they're the ones that approached us and said they don't want to live there anymore because of the chaos that was that home. So, anyway... The way that we support them has changed throughout the years. I mean, when we first got, when we first started to notice that there was actually something fundamentally wrong with her, um, a lot of it was just like trying to mask it, right? I mean, we're just like, okay, well, how do we not expose this to the kids? Like, how do we keep them from this? Um, because we know that it could be really detrimental to their mental health as they get older. And, um, now that they're teenagers and they are fully aware of what it is, we're basically having to just walk with them through the journey. There's only so much that we can do as as people who are not trained medical mental health professionals. So we, d we did that. We went out and got the mental <laughs> health professionals. And um, we're just walking with them and, you know, talking to them through the situations. And when things like that come up, like... When your parent is complaining about having to parent, there's a problem. And it doesn't take a mental health professional to see that. These kids see that. And they're like, what? Like, they know that there's something not right with their parent. And complaining about the time with them and hours spent with them. Well, that's during my time. And, you know, the kids come to us and they're just like, it's gotten to a point where we speak about it so freely now that, you know, if something comes up and their mom is complaining about something affecting her time, they'll literally look at us and be like, oh, okay, because if we weren't doing that, we wouldn't, we wouldn't just be sitting in our rooms watching TV or sitting in our rooms playing video games or on our computer. Like, they say that. Those are the words that come out of their mouth. And I'm like, I don't know. I want them to be able to talk to that, her about that, but then it's like, you're rocking the boat. You're, it's dangerous mm. to approach someone who is so unstable. Yeah. 
how would you say that we support them? Um, I mean, like you said, like for a long time, we had to just talk about this stuff amongst ourselves and keep the things that we knew about her hidden. Like, this has been a lifelong battle for her. It's it's a lifelong battle for a lot of people, but it's you know I dealt with it for a long time, so I know what they're dealing with. I mean, I dealt with it in a relationship, but it's the same person, it's the same stuff. And now yeah. that these kids are getting older, she's treating them the same way. So I have a very, like, inside track to what's going on and the things that I hear and I see and read on our emails that are through our communication. They're not surprising. They're still just as upsetting and hurtful to me now as they were back then, but it's not hurting me, it's hurting our kids. And so that's super upsetting. So the way that, like, now we can, now that they, you know, they came to us and wanted, told us, let us in on what was going on at their home and wanted to, you know, move over here full time. Like, we didn't know all that at the before that. Yeah, that's right. There was, like, <clears throat> a point where it was almost like the, the, the loyalty flipped, almost. Yeah, and just, was, the, like, the... Like, what kids would normally do is protect their other parent from the other one. Yeah. Not, like, to hide bad stuff, but just, like, well, I don't really need to talk to you about what's going on over there, because that's my life over there, and then I have my life over here. So, we're living two very different lives. Yeah. And in two very different environments. Like, over here, we're very structured. We're very uh, routine-based, oriented. Orientated. Family-oriented. Family-oriented. You know, we're... We talk a lot about faith and love and God and like a very like positive and well we try to create a very positive environment where they also can speak up and you know speak their minds and we encourage them to tell us what's going on so that we know yeah it's like <clears throat> super lighthearted over here I feel yeah whereas <coughs> talking to them when they've come back from their moms or we there's been an issue and then we hear about it and we're like whoa that's not normal or that's not the way things are supposed to be and like a lot of it's the comments that the things that she actually says to them that bother them the most because it's so disheartening for them when they get on the phone to just be like hey I need to be at this place at this time even if it's like four days in advance then she's just like well that's my day off with you guys and and it just like really 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 brings them down and like makes them feel bad for wanting to do stuff like we try to so the one of the ways we try our best to support them is to not obviously not be like that but like (laughs) when they need to be somewhere at a certain time like that's one of our duties as their parent and and also talking to them and like you said walking with them right now talking with them through these incidents even little ones like even something like you with the incident you brought up earlier in this uh, episode where he had to make that phone call and have that conversation already knowing what she's going to say and like to have to gear up for disappointment or to hear your parent be disappointed already and you already know it like that's repetitive behavior that he's been experiencing for a very long time so we have to we have to a lot of our parenting is undoing parenting (laughs) yeah undoing bad parenting undoing yes so we're like double parenting we're trying to 
do our own program, our own schedule, like keep all of our own um, joy and happiness and like our goals for these kids and our goals for our home and our goals for just parenting. We're doing that, but we also like, especially on Mondays, they're not so bad anymore, but when we had split custody and they'd be a week over there and then come back those Mondays would be it's like they're different kids we'd have to like you'd notice by like Wednesday they'd start getting back into this normal routine and then they're gone again yeah so it was the situation wasn't the best for them so our way of supporting them is just to almost double our efforts and the things that we've taught them and the things that we've worked out as parents for these kids so yeah and I think it's it changes as they've gotten older and the more they're learning. I think our way of supporting them is going to change probably again in the next few months because they've both been going to therapy. And, you know, their big topic at therapy is a relationship with their mom. And as they're learning what, you know, quote-unquote healthy relationships look like, normal healthy relationships look like, I think it's going to change because they'll be more exposed to certain terminology. You know, there's certain things that a therapist shares with you as far as the way that you can see things and the way that the brain operates. And I think as they get older and more mature and they learn, they have a little bit more therapy under their belt, I think their way of supporting them is going to be a lot different. And that's just something that we are just like, have no way of predicting. It's just, we're just going to have to wait and see how it goes, you know. Um, But... I'll just say, just even just exposing them to therapy is like a huge, huge support. support. Yeah. And we always talk about, man, I wish I would have had this way when I was younger. It would have, you know, helped me out so much in my life. So just giving them that outlet to speak their mind freely to somebody that's non biased. Like, because obviously they're going to tell us only so much and still yeah. protect their mom some, not nearly yeah. as much as they used to, but yeah, that's true. giving them that outlet to have that free space to just. let it all out or you know even complain about us or complain about their mom like whatever it is like that's just healthy and that's one of the main ways a big way we're supporting them is the therapy yeah for sure and just like letting them know they're not alone because I think a lot of the times that I end conversations with them is try not to worry about it dad and I are here to support you don't let it stress you out we'll figure we'll figure something out Like, that's always, like, I always find myself repeating that whenever I'm talking to them about something, some issue they're having. And it just, like, you know, just to vent a little, like, it just, like, blows that, like, she has them five days a month? I mean, she has them for two and a half days. No, okay. (laughs) Or every two weeks, If you want to call it five, yeah. So, averages out to five days a month. And, like, she can still do so much damage. Yeah, there um, there can be damage done, and it it is pretty um, upsetting to them and to us, and we get kind of you know defensive and riled up about it. But we've always kind of kept our positivity for them up, so that they know that they have us to lean on, and they know that they can come to us when they do have issues, and it's like the little stuff. Even if they just want to bitch a little bit, like, yes, please, come tell us the little things. And then the 
little bit bigger things and hopefully when there's a big issue they're not afraid to come and tell us and we've seen that play out already and we just know that that constant that's how we support them one of the best ways we support them is just being that constant in their life and always talking to them about any of the issues that arise always being there if they have something that they want to discuss with us about what's going on with their mom that we're here to listen we're not always going to judge we're not always going to talk down and we didn't for a very long time like until up until recently like we never were even really being truthful and honest about the situation and you know really like letting them in on what's going on but they're to the age now where they see it they're telling us some of the times and so it's not really a big deal for us to just have an open and honest conversation with them about what's really going on so that way they cannot feel so upset or let down or disappointed by some of the things that she says or does yeah i think also explaining to them that it's not they don't always have to take everything personal because I think that's one of the hardest things that when you are, when you have a relationship with a narcissist, like they just do off the wall stuff sometimes. And some of the stuff doesn't make any sense. And I think when you're a kid, it's really hard to not take it personal. You know, if your parent is doing things that are outwardly um, aggressive or um, to down talk your other parent, someone that you actually love and you care about, like it's, and as a kid, you can't say much back. Because if you do, and you are, and you know, and you know how narcissists are, they're just gonna just bite your head off for disagreeing with them. Like you, they manipulate their words in ways that you have to agree with them in every every single way. And just being that safe place for our kids, we're like, you know, we've taught them the whole time we've been together that like you guys have every right to disagree with us. The only thing we ask is to be respectful about it. Hmm. So when they have an issue or a question or whatever, like they're getting more and more comfortable and where they can talk to us about it. And I think that is one of the things that they see is a huge difference between households and where they see that their, you know, their mom is not quote unquote normal is that they can have a conversation and it doesn't have to lead to an argument. They can have a conversation and it doesn't have to turn into a violent situation like you can disagree and you'll be fine hmm. i'm still gonna love you i'm not gonna withhold love from you or give you the silent treatment or or make fun of you for the mistakes that you make like these are all things that the kids have told told us that are things that they have to deal with with their mom and and just being supportive parents on this side of of children who have a narcissistic parent it really just boils down to being a safe place for them, being open and honest with them so that they can be open and honest with you, and to just listen and just be with them. Because if you're trying to fix every single problem or every single complaint, like sometimes things don't need fixing and sometimes things don't have a way to be fixed. But giving your kids like the opportunity to have someone that they can just vent to is everything. And especially if you've given your kid the help of having a therapist, like they can figure that stuff out too. And you can join in in those conversations. And the worst thing that narcissists can do to us, because Matthew and I have both been victims of narcissists, is, is they can really isolate you. They can make you feel like no one else cares about these things. 
No one else sees these things. You're the only one that sees that this I'm a problem, you know? And for the kids to know that they have a support system in place in their home about anything, I think it's making the, a world of difference for them because I can see them opening up. I can see the changes in their behavior and I can see the changes in their vocabulary when they're talking to us about their mom. And, you know, sometimes it's just a straight up complaint. <clears throat> you know, it's not always looking for advice. Sometimes it's just like, can I just tell you what she did? Hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's not always our job to to call her out on it because if you know a narcissist, you know that there's not much changing that you can do. Being in a unique situation where you are sharing custody with a narcissist, if you're still going to court, you might want to say something so that you have records of, the, of like, mm -hmm. hey, I did ask them to, you know, please make sure they pack clothes for the kids or whatever. Have that fucking paper trail because you're going to need that. For sure. And we can cover that in a different episode. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I think we're finally in a place where we don't have to. I mean, we still do. We still keep track of shit because you just never know. The next time someone wants to take you to court over some dumb shit. So, <laughs> um, you know, just being there for the kids and, and showing them that they're not alone is really everything. It's the easiest and the toughest thing that you can do for your kids because... It's so hard for us as parents to just listen and not do. And listen and not try to fix. Or not just totally disagree with everything that's happening. Sometimes kids just need a vent and they just need a safe place to do it. So if you're dealing with this situation, we encourage you to keep listening to this podcast. I mean, this is going to be a topic that we talk about a lot, we cover a lot, and is we're hoping to be able to share <clears throat> some inspiration for you that it will get better and we can cover that topic on a different episode but the one word that we can share now is boundaries 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 even if you have to share a child with a narcissist there's boundaries that you can put in place and we can talk about that on a different episode but thank you guys for listening we appreciate you we will talk to you or talk at you on next week's episode. Stay strong. Peace.